Welcome back to the Better Men, Better Ball Player Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cobb. Thank you for joining us here on our 98th episode of the podcast, where we get a chance to talk to Coach Kyle Watson of Central High School in Texas. Central High School, if you don't know, it's a 6A school in Texas, the highest classification in Texas. He's been the head coach there since 2016. He first began his journey there in 2014 as assistant coach. Since his time there, he's in six years, he's won nearly 100 wins, and the last four state championships have all come through his district. Just to let you know a little bit about the level of play that comes through his district in Texas. Before that, he was the assistant coach at Allen High School, which is the biggest high school in Texas. They went three rounds deep in high school. He coached Kyler Murray there. He's also in the st- he coached the state football championship, of course. Kyler Murray was on that team where er- during that state football championship team, they had seven kids on that team who have taken NFL snaps. He was also, prior to that, he was the head coach at Mount Enterprise. Spent four years there. They went to the state playoffs three out of the four years he was there. Before that, his first assistant coaching job, his first coaching job was as an assistant coach at Ballinger High School, both years going to the state football playoff. Go, I'm sorry. As assistant coach at Ballinger High School, both years he went to the state playoff. He has been a football coach at every stop of his career. At every year, he has been a baseball coach. He has also been a football coach. And we dive into a little bit of that and the, the interesting thing about different sports and there and how it's helping him be a better baseball coach. Other jobs besides being a high school coach, he's also been the manager of the Colorado Springs Snow Sox Club in the Pecos League. In the for those who guys don't know the Pecos League, the Pecos League is independent baseball, one of the best, arguably one of the best um, independent baseball leagues in the country. Last year, they went 31-14 and 14 and won the division. He, right now, he's the current hitting coach at the Matsu Miners. The Matsu Miners, if they're in the Alaskan League. He'll be going on there this summer. He's also been the pitching coach in the Texas Collegiate League for the Frisco Rough Riders. This was during COVID. Um, they were cut short during, the, during COVID. Uh, they had a shorter season then. But he was the pitching coach in the Texas Collegiate League for the Frisco Rough Riders. Awesome stuff. Uh, great twi- Twitter follow at Kyle Watson underscore twenty two. You can email coach at Watson Kyle O nine at yahoo.com. He also said, please give out my cell phone at nine zero three five two 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 six nine three. So speaking of phones, um, I want you to talk about Netting Pros, the guy that helped us get it done. You can check those guys out. Because Netting Pros continue to improve facilities and programs one facility at a time. Netting professionals specialize in design, fabrication, and installation of custom netting for backstops, batting cages, dugouts, scoreboards, BP screens, and ball carts. They also design and install digital graphic wall padding, windscreen, turf, turf protectors, dugout benches, dugout cubbies, and more. Netting professionals continue to provide quality products and services to many recreation, high school, and college fields, facilities, and stadiums throughout the country. Contact them today at 844-620-2707 or info at nettingpros.com. Visit them online at www.nettingpros.com or check out Netting Pros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn for all their latest products and projects. So besides just checking out Coach 
Watson. You can check out Netting Pros. Thank you for the, being a part of that family. Honestly, this call with Coach Watson was great. And um, it just, just the fact that we went through everything. It was a it was a conversation. We were just talking baseball. It was a conversation. It was like, hey, tell me about this. What do you think about this? How is this like? And it was just that, that casual uh, and that authentic where we just kind of went through different parts of the game from mental game to practice planning. How is your base running? What are your BP groups look like? And getting those kind of things. So I think there's still something for everything. We dive into a lot of some details. And it was uh, a good conversation. We, we went a long time. And so I appreciate you guys hanging on. I think there's a lot for you guys. You can um, dive into different parts of it. And uh, it, it, it's something that we had a lot of fun with. So, again, Coach Watson, I can't thank you enough for it. I can't thank my guys at Netting Pros. And here he is, head coach at Central High School, Coach Kyle. Watson. We do. We have camps and stuff, and uh, they also have what's called a middle school matchup, where they the the dads of those kids they'll get a little team together from that middle school and then go play other middle schools for like a week or maybe even just a tournament. So at least we get to know our kids a little bit. You know, our 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 camp has been great. Um, I think last year we had 130 kids show up, so it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, there and kids. those are all central kids. Like those are all your boys. Um, some will go into other uh, other schools, but for the most part, they're all central kids. So anywhere from the ages of like uh, I think first grade to incoming freshmen can come. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, that's super cool. Hurting yeah. cat. <laughs> yeah. That's super cool, um, man. So, like you talked about, you talked about like loving height, loving football, you know, at every at every step of your way. How have how has that made you a better baseball coach? Like, what do you what do you take from the, your football experience? I think just you know you you go through some problem solving, you know, uh, with all of it. But football to me is is you know it's so it, so much more fast paced than baseball. The, the thinking aspect of it is a little quicker. You know what I mean? Like when something's going bad on, uh, you know, my main job right now for the last six years, eight years has been defense. So when something's not working, we got to figure it out right now. You know, if it, if we don't get figured out right now, we're about to give up 14 points in, in uh, no time at all. So um, that, that quick on your feet, you know, thinking that kind of thing has helped out a ton. Uh, my energy level, I believe, you know, it, it sometimes it, it's hard to bring a little bit of energy to baseball because it's such a long game and, and it's a little bit slower. But your energy level at a football game is real high, so that has taught me that that I can do that in a baseball game as well. So, um, and and again, just loving the loving the sport and you know, it's some of the stops I've had in the past, I've had to coach basketball as well. So uh, I don't anymore and haven't in a while, but um, just being a sports fanatic and, and, and I tell our kid, I, I love two sport athletes or three sport athletes. You know, you learn something on the football field that you do not learn on a baseball field. You know, you're in a collision every time the ball is snapped, you're in a fight. And, uh, that, that creates some toughness, you know, um, same for the basketball court, quickness, footwork, uh, things like that. Um, it, it just brings another aspect to the baseball game. For sure. 
can I, but I, I, I talk about this with a couple of our, you know, guys that we know. And I just think it's interesting. I want to tell you your take is like, because as do you feel like do football coaches, because, you know, you spend your whole time football coaches, do football coaches care that they have multiple sports, multiple sport athletes like baseball coaches do? Now, speaking for the school I'm at right now, no. They, they are good with that. <clears throat> we are very good here at Central at working together. I got a text from the basketball coach today because I've got three or four freshmen that are playing basketball that are going to come to me uh, when, when basketball season's over that want to play baseball. I've got a varsity starter. Uh, I got a varsity, a varsity player coming from basketball. He plays varsity basketball. He's going to play varsity baseball. So we keep in contact with each other, us coaches. Hey, you know, he, and he tells me, what do they need to get to do to get ready for baseball season without any kind of injury? And I just tell them they need to be throwing, throwing, throwing. So when they do get to me, that their arm is in shape and they're ready to go. Um, same with football. You know, I've got a couple of football kids. Um, they go lift in the morning with a football team. And then when school is over, they show up to baseball and they, they do baseball. So uh, here at my school, we're extremely, I'm extremely, you know, blessed that, all of our coaches work together so well with those different sports. But you're, th- but you're saying in your experience though, like the other sports don't really care. Cause it just, like, I just, I just find it so interesting, you know, and it's, I just find it interesting, you know, and I'm not saying one way or the other, right. That, that baseball, we seem to have this narrative that you have to play multiple sports. When I don't hear that from I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't hear that from the football coaches. Yeah, I don't hear. I don't hear it. I don't hear it being said at the national basketball convention. Right. You know, I just, I just, it, it comes up on interviews. Like, it, it's just interesting to me. You know, and like, you know, here you are, like, you coach football at every step of it, and you love it. You know, like, and you're like, oh, you don't play basketball too? Right, right, right. <laughs> you don't yeah. play baseball too? What's yeah, wrong right. with you? You yeah, know, right. it's just, do don't you find it interesting? Football coaches nowadays, they want their kids to run track and power lift because that helps them on the baseball field. Oh, I'm sorry, on the football field. Right. So you hear, you do hear that a lot. But so. not because, oh, you're a better football player. Like, yeah. you know, like, right. it's not like, no, 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 like, not because it's making you a better athlete. No, no, no. Like, you're going to be a better football player. Yeah. That's why you're not going to play baseball. You're going to run track. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I've had guys that I missed out on because I know, like, I'm running track, coach. I can't play baseball. Like, I got to run, you know, I'm running yeah. track. Yeah, and we lost a kid this year that he would probably start uh, in left field for us, and he decided to stop playing football, uh, start stop playing baseball to concentrate on track so he could go play college football. So, yep. and you know, it's like, dude, but, we're like, gonna- don't you like? I just, I just find that Joby, and, and it's not, and it's not that I don't agree that you know playing all these sports will help. And not, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I just find it very interesting why that baseball, like, we're the only one with this narrative. Yes. That, oh, I can't believe that you're specializing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, my son's 10-year-old soccer coach is asking us to only play soccer. You know what really? I mean? Like, oh, yeah, man. Like, you know, like, so it's it's all that. No, he gets it. Like, he's also knows. I mean, he has a good feel. But like, oh, of course you would love him to. But, like. I don't know. I just, I just find it so interesting. So I'm just, I'm just, I was like I said, yeah. I know you love football and you've been there every step of the way. So I just, yeah. you know, want to get your perspective yeah, it, on that. You're right. You don't hear, you don't hear the other coaches pushing it like we do. 
I, I don't mind. I want him to go do something else. Get it. Give the arm a rest. You know what I mean? I guess Trying maybe that's what. It, maybe it's the safety no, but, of it. Maybe it's the, maybe it's the safety thing MPB. that we push. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't. Yeah. But if I play second base and I'm not pitching, you know, and I'm 130 pounds, and <laughs> right. if I want to go play college baseball, well, guess what, buddy? Yeah. I don't. I don't know that basketball is the best ticket than it is to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. You know, I just, it just, it just, it, I just find it very interesting. I mean, I, yeah. I just, you know, and like I said, with you being a football coach, I just, you know, I just something I just had thought about, but. Um, it, it, we had a baseball player a few years ago that got into powerlifting, and he uh, he powerlifted at one fifteen. Little little bitty guy, not very tall. Powerlifted at one fifteen, I think. Maybe his senior year, he was up to like one twenty eight, one thirty two, something like that. I watched him. I physically watched him deadlift over five hundred pounds. Oh my! So then he ended up quitting baseball to really concentrate on the powerlifting. COVID hit. He was ranked number one in the state. COVID hit, so it was over. They they stopped it. He didn't get a chance to finish his senior year. He goes to college, uh, Midland University in Nebraska, I believe, and wins a national championship powerlifting. He just loved it. So, wow. you know, it, it's I, I don't mind him doing it. They get to find their niche, you know what I mean? And and hopefully it makes them a better baseball player. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it makes sense. I, I hear what you're saying. It makes sense. That's all. I, 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 and again, I, it's not me saying you should or you shouldn't. I, I honestly yeah. think it depends on the situation. Right. You know? right. I, I mean, but it's just, it's just like, why are we the only, you know, and I think it maybe has to do something with, I, I think the majority of it is the health of the arm. Yeah. You know, because yeah. there's so many surgeries right now and I get all that too. Uh-huh. Like I'm, I'm an arm care guy to the fullest. Yeah. Like you're going to, you're doing your stuff and I'm going to pull you out no matter, you know, like I'm like, I get all that. Like I'm on that train. But I just, I just find it so interesting, you know, like yeah. why we're about and that because that's that's even a separate story too. Of so I can keep a guy healthy and he doesn't, he can still specialize. He can still be the guy, you know what I mean? Like we can still keep him healthy. Uh, I don't know if that necessarily means that. I don't. It's just, it's just funny. It, it's just, yeah. it's just interesting, you know. Yeah. Just, you yeah. being a multi-sport coach, you know, you would probably have good perspective on that because yeah. you know yeah. you sit you sit in those rooms every day and you're, you're you what know. Right. You you, know, you have this conversation with those other coaches. So yes, sir. Yes, sir. super cool. Super cool. Um, one thing <clears throat> I was really interested in and I, and I, I didn't know this, you know, coming through all your stuff and um, about your, your Brian Kane certification and your, your mental game stuff, man. And, yeah. and I'm super interested about that and like how that's come across, like with like, you know, your time at central. Uh, is that something you just started with central? Or is it something that you kind of brought on through the whole time? So career. actually, my my year at Allen, um, I, I I don't even know if I how I heard of Brian Kane. Um, it it came to me, you know. We we got some Brian Kane stuff. Maybe Coach Co at, at Allen, uh, he was the head guy. Maybe he got some Brian Kane stuff, and that, that's how I got started. But I started reading it and, and looking into it. And it was like, man, this guy. I, I wish there's so much stuff that I wish I would have known when I was in high school. I could have been such a better ball player just knowing some of the things that I've learned in the last 15 years, but the middle game was definitely one of them. So kind of dipped my toe in it and got to, got to reading about it and learning about it. Well, come to find out Brian Kane lived in South Lake, which was right down the road. Um, that's a 15 minute drive for me. So uh, he was offering a, a coach's weekend at his house. So uh, I signed up. And uh, 
with another handful of coaches from around the nation, you know, from California and, uh, and, and other states. And we show up at Brian Kane's house to spend the weekend Thursday through Sunday at Kane's listening to all his, you know, everything that he was, was, was teaching. And I, I, since then, man, I have jumped in both feet and I absolutely love it. It is a, it's, it's so, you know, people say baseball is a, is a, a game of failure, which, you know, statistically speaking, it is. And there's more times than not that you're going to have to figure out how to overcome some sort of adversity in every game. Um, you know, you you can hit the ball on the screws four times and make four outs, and the game tells you you failed. And But reality is you did everything you could, and that defense made some good plays. Um, so, you know, we, we, we dive into that as a, as a program. Uh, here at Central, and we have since since I took over for sure, and even before that, you know, with some, with some of our our middle game practices, uh, our red light, green light, yellow light, how we 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 go throughout, you know, ball games, and and what do we what do we physically do when we do realize we're in a red light? Because there is something that there needs to be an action for you to to do to make sure to get back into green where you need to be. So we talk about all that stuff. We talk about everything at the plate. That you need to do routine wise with your the way you're thinking. Um, so I have bought in a hundred percent as much as I possibly could with the mental games because I think ball games are won and lost between the years. And you know I got to see Kane in, in Chicago a couple weekends ago and and gave him a big old hug and we sat and talked for a while. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to get him to uh, chit chat with the team over a Zoom. Um, and just you know, kind of, kind of, you know, he he's 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 so high energy and he's so good at what he does. But also, I want these kids to see ah, there, it's not something the coaches made up. Like this, <laughs> you know what I mean? That this yeah. is actually you. So, and we'll even talk about. I want you to go home and and watch a big league game tonight. And why do those batters step out of the box and do what they do? It's not. That's not just by chance. They do that for a reason. They're, they do everything for a reason. So um, we, we teach them that stuff, and, and, and hopefully, uh, obviously, we want them to buy in and, and prove to them that, you know, this is how it's done. This, this is going to make you a better ball player. So, like, Travis, are you when, – when do you have a chance – when do you – because, like, every, I think every coach has a – that buys in the mental game and things like that that they're doing – with your routine, like when do you find time in your practices to, 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 to dive into that? Do you dive, dive into it in practice? Do you have like a classroom session? Like when, how is it a part of your program? So we will, we're, we're pretty lucky here in Texas. We actually get our baseball guys. We have, we get them in a class. They have a baseball class all year long. So throughout the fall semester, we get them in, in, we can go throw, we can go hit, we can go do whatever we want but we use some of that time to be in the classroom to show examples of what we want and why it's done. I, I think the biggest thing for coaches is to, to show those kids why, you know, here's what I want you to do. Here's why explain it to the kid. This is why we want you to do what we're asking. And I think that is huge for kids. So we do that with our mental game and, and I, I give everybody their paper. They get to fill out because everybody's going to be different. When something bad happens to the plate, how are you going to react? What are you going to do to let that uh, that bad pitch that the umpire called a strike 
how are you going to let that go? And I want them to write it down. And then we practice, we, we literally practice it at practice. I want them out there on the dish, uh, you know, all right, here's a pitch that was called a strike. What are you going to do? I want to see it. Um, same with the pitchers. Something bad happens. I want to see it. And you have to buy into the routine. You have to buy into the fact that every time something bad happens, you need to do it. Um, Cause so many times with high school kids, especially when, when, when things start going bad, they abandon everything they've ever learned. And it's time pitchers. Oh, it's time to throw harder. Well, no, it's not. <laughs> it's yeah. time to step off the mound and recuperate, you know, get, get back to green light and let's go compete. And uh, so we, we talk about how important that is with the buy-in, all that we do our, you know, before practice starts now that we are able to practice for a few hours every day, we'll do some, uh, some mental training with, Hey, let's go out in the right field. Everybody, everybody find a piece of grass, lay down, put your hat over your eyes and let's just talk where their job is to sit there and just listen and close their eyes, do some meditation type stuff, do some breathing exercises. Cause as we all know, you're, you're going to be put in a position where, uh, the game is on the line. Your heart's going to start racing. Uh, your breathing's going to get shallow and you got to figure out how to contain yourself and how to calm yourself down. And let's get back to my, where I need to be to perform at my best. So we actually do have most of the fall where we can practice that stuff. Then when the spring gets here, hopefully we've got it down. And, uh, and, and now it's a, uh, it's a fundamental of our, our game. Awesome. So yeah, you said you get your you get your guys all year long during school. Yes, sir. Right during school, and that's where you have your classroom sessions to do that, and then so they can write it down. Then you actually want to see it during practice. Yes, sir. Awesome. Like I said, contain yourself. Like you can just talk about that. I think the power, there's power in those words. Like contain yourself, calm yourself down, and get back to green lights. Yes, without a doubt, we got to figure out how to breathe. We got to figure out how to calm down and execute the next pitch. Whether I'm at the plate, whether I'm on the mound, whether I'm in the field, the baseball gods know if I'm in a bad mood and I'm in, I don't, I, that baseball, that ball is coming to me. Um, so I got to be ready for it. I've got to learn to compete pitch by pitch. I'm going to win this pitch. All right. I'm going to win this pitch. Okay. I'm going to win the, and, and you got a hundred, you know, if you're on defense, you got hundred 30 of those or 140 of those, whatever you got. Um, and, and just, you know, you got to learn to, and we work on it in the weight room too. When we're working hard and we're, you know, the, the sweats flying around and we're doing pushups and we're doing, we talk to them about control your breathing, control your breathing. So I, I really think that that is an aspect of the game that the younger the kids can learn that the absolute better for them. You say you work on the weight room too. You're talking about your breath and keeping yourself under control. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do push-ups and we'll we'll get them in a low plank, basically the the bottom of the push-up, and make them hold it and hold it. And you're gonna you're gonna do better. You're gonna last longer in that low position of the of the push-up if you breathe slow and you calm down, get oxygen in your muscles. So we just kind of prove it to them a little bit, you know, with that that way to do it so what did they what did it come to be coach like what was it something that 
like came across your teams like what and getting like what was the moment that you're like man i gotta get in like it was just or just like coach it's like hey why don't you get into this what do you think about this yeah and and i think you know when when i started dipping into it at allen it, it became like a like a light went off in my head that like holy cow my pitchers could definitely learn something from this because you can see the frustration on on high school kids faces right and not that they need to be absolutely stoic, but at the same time, they have to understand it's a long game, and one pitch isn't going to lose that game. There's a lot of stuff happening that's going to win or lose that game. So we need to learn to something bad happens, okay, it happened. Let's move on in a positive way. So um, and, and you see it on kids' faces, especially you know freshman uh, games or, or JV games that you know it, it's a, it's still a work in progress for those guys. Heck, that's probably when you bring it up the first couple of times, it's probably a foreign language. I've never heard that before. So um, I think I, I remember a couple of kids, you know, the most I see it is is on the mound. You know, things aren't going their way. So arms start flopping, head starts hanging. They want to blame this. They want to blame that. We can't, you're not going to be able to compete like that. Um, it's just not a, a way to do it. And, you know, you see it at the play too. They, flopping around because the umpire made a bad call well guess what you have to live with it yeah. that's why the good lord gave you three strikes i'm sorry he messed up one of them like you get two more let's go so um you, you you just see it on their faces and and you hope by the time they're on the varsity that they've got it figured out which a lot of times they have but sometimes they haven't um so and, and just like in the classroom different kids learn different ways so we got to think of ways to make every kid understand what we're trying to do and what we're trying to teach them. Absolutely. So you, you've mentioned about your pitch, your, you know, your pitchers and your, you know, you're going to the Alaskan league to be the hitting coach, you know, like what you've been able you know, you're, you're, you're doing these things at a higher level, um, you know, pitching coach in the Texas league, uh, you, you know, hitting coach now in the Alaskan leagues. Like, what are you doing to keep? You know, most guys are like all in the hitting, or they're all in the pitching guys. You know, like how are you able to keep that that balance between those two? I think, I I think it comes from how much I absolutely just love the game. I mean, I even when I was little bitty, my you ask my parent, I'll just sit and watch baseball. And and kids nowadays, I don't, I don't know if they do that very much, but. I just love the game so much and <clears throat> really and truly for me as well, the last 10 years, getting to know some of these other coaches that we were talking about earlier, you know, coach sheets and, and, and coach Chafin and, and those guys, I mean, there's a whole long list of guys that just, they teach so well. I mean, I can listen to Kai Correa talk about infield play oh all day long. That guy has got it figured out. And, and I love listening to him. He's a great teacher. His communication skills are tremendous. It's just, I just love the game so much. I can go listen to him talk about whatever aspect it is. And I want to be the absolute best coach that I can be. Um, I don't want to be one of those coaches that my job is to manage, you know, but coach, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. I need you to do this which that's what I do, but I also am not afraid to chime in and help those guys out. I, I just I just want to be a student of the game still. I'm 45 years old, and I'm never going to stop learning. 
and I've embraced that. And I think that's the way to be the best coach you can be. Don't ever stop learning. So I, I love talking about base running. I love talking about infield play. Um, I love watching uh, TJ McGuire and those guys talk about outfield play. It's just, I just love the game so much. I just, and I want my kids to be successful. You know what I mean? Yep. I've, I've, I got to see a football state championship from the front row, you know, as a coach at Allen. And I want my guys to, to, to be able to um, experience that success. And, and, and there's so many things that you can learn from the game of baseball to take with you later in life, you know, um, that, you know, you're going to go through adversity. There's going to be bad things happen to you in life after baseball season and after baseball career that, you can hopefully look back on one day and be like, you know what, Coach Watson, when he was talking about this, that that heck, that's right now. I'm learn, I'm still learning. So, uh, it's just it just boils back to your your original question. I just I just love the game so much. I I, I promise you, my heart has laces on it, and uh, <laughs> uh, I just I just love I just love the game. I love learning everything about it. My heart has laces on it. Get you some of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I Get appreciate some of that. that. I'm pretty sure it does. So, well, maybe, you know, maybe one day when I get up to the good Lord, I can ask him why. But I just, from a, from a, from a, uh, a very, very young age, I fell in love with this game and I, I just can't get enough of it. I just can't. <clears throat> So as a you know pitching and hitting coach, you've done it at a high level. Like what what would you say, um, you know what what are, what are the best things that you like to do? Let's say from a pitching and hitting standpoint. I think like what, do you, what do you want your pitchers to do? At the, let's, let's just put it at the high school at the high school level. Yeah, and then people can kind of go from there. Yeah, at the high school level with with my pitching, we we want to attack the zone. You know, you can look at the stats and. You know, uh, I'm a little bit of an analytics guy. I love learning about that stuff too. But you look at the stats, you throw strikes, you're you're going to be pretty daggum successful. Um, it's the high school pitchers that get up there and struggle throwing strikes where things go bad. So uh, we we talk about all the time just just ways to get in there and compete and be in the zone, be around the zone. And we don't ever say, you know, I want you to throw a, a quality strike. I want you to throw a quality pitch. Because a lot of times, quality pitches necessarily aren't strikes. You know, a, a 0-2 breaking ball in the dirt, you can get people chasing quite a bit at the high school level. So um, we talk about quality quality pitches. So um, a lot of our, you know, we've got the nine hole that we have in the bullpen that, you know, we'll, we'll play uh, horse with it or, or whatever we do with it. But it's just about competition within uh, or around the zone. So I think the biggest thing for pitchers at a high school level is being able to throw quality pitches in any count. I had a kid, uh, one of my first years of coaching out in Ballinger, that whatever pitch I called, that kid could put it wherever he wanted. And it made it so easy as a pitching coach um, to be able to do that. Um, so I, I think that's the best thing. And But also I want them to understand, you know, why we called that pitch at that specific time, you know, a three, two breaking ball. Why do we do that? Well, here's why. So I want them to learn not only, you know, the, the, how important it is to throw those pitches, but why we throw those pitches. So we do a lot of flat grounds, a lot of, uh, you know, short box work and a, a lot of nine hole. And, you know, there's a lot you can do as, as pitchers to, 
uh, hone in your, your skills that don't involve throwing two batters. Uh, but we do that as well. I, I want them uh, to throw live bullpens, and, and, and I want my hitters to see live pitching before we get into scrimmages and games. So uh, I think at the high school level, you know, I think um, our routine is big. I want to teach them, especially the older kids. I want I want my seniors to know when they go play college ball that I want them to be expected to have a routine when they're on the hill. Um, and, and I'll tell you this, we, we bump up to, you know, last summer in the pro league that I was in in Pecos League, my pitchers, they knew exactly what they needed to do at exactly what time before the game, and that way they knew they were ready at game time. I absolutely loved watching that. Um, I, I had a kid, Foster Pace. Um, he knew if he was starting, he started his stretching one hour and five minutes before the game on the dot. And he knew exactly what he needed to do, got to the – and he was ready when game when the game time started. So uh, it, it was fun to watch that in, in that league. So that's what I want my kids to at the high school level to understand is, you know, there there's – it's not just show up, throw your cleats on, go long toss, and let's go. There's there's a routine to it. So, How do you find the balance of that? You know, because um, like Driveline just came up with a, their blog this week was about – just managing the how much you actually do. Um, how do you how do you help how do you help guide a kid through there about what they should be doing before they start? Um, I think w- what I've done in the past is type it out for them, and but I let them I, I let them come up with what they want to do. Um, I may tell them, hey, you know, let, let's let's tweak this part right here. Let's realize let's let's really think it out. You know, do you have time to do that? Uh, if you don't, then that's something you want to do. Let's make time. But I think the key is letting them come up with their routine, pregame routine. Um, they may want to start running at a certain time. So we may give them that parameter, but I want them to be able to make it their own, to personalize it. So we'll type it up, laminate it, and they keep it with them. And then, uh, that way they can see, okay, we play at seven o'clock tonight. We're going to be at the field at so-and-so time. And if you need any time before that, then you need to be out there doing your bands, doing your, your uh, weighted ball, doing your running, doing your stretching. There's so much to do before you even pick up a baseball to start throwing it. Um, so we, we literally will sit down on the, uh, with a whiteboard in the classroom, and that's what we do with our pitchers. We'll, we'll come up with, a, all right, this is what is this. You come up with what you, your pregame, what you need to be ready to go uh, when the, when, when the uh, national anthem is over. To, to get in there. So uh, I think them having uh, a, a say in that is a big deal. Not for sure. Uh, it's, it's it's awesome. Um, couldn't agree. I honestly couldn't agree more either too, especially with the high school, you know, guys. And, um, but even then, like you said, do your highest level guys, the pro guys are just being like, okay, what, what does your little look like? You know, what do you have, you know, and then tweaking it from there based off of their performance and based on what they're doing. Right. Um, you know, you're going into the hitters, the hitters world now with, uh, in the Alaskan league as well. So a very high league and, um, you know, what do you do there? How do you, how, how have you made the adjustment there with, uh, so hitting, on the hitting side? What, what I'm going to, I really want to touch on with these guys is, you know, they're all coming from different schools. I mean, really good baseball schools. Like these are dang good ball players, or they probably wouldn't be in this league. So, my job with that, I'm going to take it on as 
we're going to work on approach and we're going to work on routine at the plate and we're going to work on, you know, that more of a mental aspect of it. Um, because kind of like we talked with Kyler, Hey man, I'm going to stay out of your way. Cause you know what you're doing. So now I do want to say, I'll tell them if you have issues, you feel like something doesn't feel right. You feel like you need to tweak something. We'll talk about it. We'll tweak it and we'll, we'll get it fixed in the cage. But I think more with this, with this high collegiate league that we're going to go to, I, I think a lot of what I'm going to talk to him about is what I want you each individually, what's your approach going to be when you go to the plate? Um, I know for my high school guys, we talk about attacking fastballs early in the count. Um, so we're going to get up there. We're going to, we're going to, Hey, if that's a fast, I'm, I'm sitting dead red. And if it's got some sort of tumble to it and it's not a foul, I'm going to let it go. Strike one. Great. Good Lord. Gave me three of them. Let's go. You're going to get a fastball here in a minute and be on time. So, um, with my, that's what we, we do with our high school guys. So, uh, but with my pro guys, I, I think, I'm sorry, with the collegiate guys, I think, you know, I don't, I don't think it, it's going to really venture too far away from that. I want each of them to have their approach, you know, and they may be a breaking ball, a breaking ball kind of guy. Like I'm going to get up there and if he throws me a hanger early, I'm going to see how far I can hit it. So I, I, I don't think it's going to venture too far away from that with our approach, but I want each one of them to have their own. Uh, but I also want to make sure that they know if, if they want, uh, I'm not a big, I'm going to insert my opinion in everything guy. I want them to know if they want to come ask me questions to please do that whenever they want. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Uh, I, I want them to have, uh, but if something's going south on them, um, then maybe, you know, Hey, here's what I'm seeing. I, I realize you're, you're pressing a little bit lately. Maybe a good time to relax and let's work on just hitting something over the, you know, if you're a right-hander, let's work on hitting something over the second baseman right here. Maybe you're getting a little too far out in front of some stuff. So let's just simple it up a little bit. And I want you to fly out to the right fielder. And maybe that does something for him to, to help him relax and help him stay back and, uh, and, and things like that. So um, I, I think it's going to be more about approach, you know, a gap to gap, a gap to gap mentality and uh, uh, just letting the barrel work from there. And so, you know, basically you're, you're asking their approach. So from your high school standpoint, how are you teaching that? How are you introducing that? Getting kids to, you know, at that level, they're talking to you about this, but like, how do you get to that point beforehand with your high school guys? So with those guys, I tell them, I want your mentality needs to be, I'm going to hit a double and oppo gap. That's my goal. Now, the pitch will dictate if that actually happens. But if your mindset is, I'm going to hit a double and opposite gap, and they miss in, I now have the ability to get the barrel where it needs to be, and I can pull, that'll be a pull ball, obviously. So, but I think too many of them get into the mindset of, I'm going to see how far I can hit this ball to my pull side. Well, you just took away about half the plate, if not more. Um, so, I really, we really, really, really press line drives over the oppo, you know, middle infielder. So for a left-hander, my job is to hit a line drive over the shortstop in that gap, hopefully. Now, if that pitcher misses in, I have the ability to get to where I need to get to pull that ball. Um, I think if you flip-flop it and say, I'm going to pull, 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 pull something away, I'm just not going to be able to get to it. Or I'm going to be out front, roll it over, 
um, I may cap it or whatever. So I know for our high school guys, we that's what we preach is something hard, uh, opposite gap. And what does it look like at practice for you to be able to incorporate those kind of things? We will actually set up machines or we'll throw live BP or whatever, and, and that'll be around. whatever Wherever the pitch is, it, if it's in, you get your hands inside of it and try your hardest to hit it over the second baseman. Now, obviously, we don't want that in the game, but I want them to feel it. I, I think as a hitter, I think feeling things is probably one of the higher uh, uh, things that you can do to uh, become a better hitter. I, I felt it. I felt myself get around that ball. I know why I pulled it foul. I want them to feel it. So we work a lot of uh, flat bats. Uh, we've got a handful of those with some of those kind of yellow, soft, squishy balls. And we work on our palm up through the zone. Um, we, we With those bats, we tell them, do not roll over. I don't, when you follow through, that palm needs to be still stayed straight up in the air. So that just helps them to feel that, that palm up kind of feeling. And we tell them we want it back over the pitcher's head. So we'll, we'll go through actual BP where that round may be line drive, oppo gap, something, something opposite. I want you to feel your hands inside the baseball and, and, and get the barrel where it needs to be. Hmm. Uh, when it comes to like in games, you know, as you're going in games and you're trying to figure out these things, approaches are working and things like that. What are you, are you charting anything in games? Or are you looking at what what kind of things are you managing during the games? Yeah, we'll we'll chart hard hit balls, you know, and where they're going. So it's kind of like a self scout type thing. I want to know where my guys are hitting the ball. Um, I'm not a big, uh, you know, when I'm in the third base box or or wherever I'm at, um, um, I'm not a big yelling instruction while the guy's at the plate. I, I think that just gives them more stuff to think about. And, and there's already a whole lot going on up there, you know, in that, in that moment. So um, last year I dabbled with um, my, our, one of our assistant coaches went over there and coached third and I just stayed in the dugout. So that way I could do a little, I felt like I could do a little more teaching over there um, because if I'm over at third, and the inning is over, the guy I want to talk to just ran out to third base to, you know what I mean? So I can't talk to him. So I got to remember next time I see him in crossing. Uh, so um, I, I like to do it in the, in the dugout and, and we'll just talk about it. And Hey, what'd you feel right there? Well, I, I, and, and what pitch did you get? Walk me through the at bat basically. So, you know, uh, here's what happened coach. And, and I, I know I messed up and here's what I did. So that way, they're giving me the answer that I want to hear and I know they understand it. So then I may say, well, here's what I saw. I, th- I felt like you were out front. So let's work on maybe this next time, uh, just hitting something back up the box and, and having that mindset. I really think having the correct approach and mindset at the plate is, is where the at-bat is won. Having the correct mindset and approach. Where the bat is one. Great. Uh, pitching, pitching wise. Uh, so you talk about uh, your hard hit balls, charting those during, uh, for hitting wise. Uh, mm-hmm. your hitter. So what what do you like to do for for to give you feedback 
on the show, on your pictures? Uh, so we'll chart. Uh, it was, you know, we like to. So there's, it's acronym city is what it is. But so you have your A3P, you know, after three pitches. So every time, you know, the, the a new batter is up, I need something to happen within the first three pitches. Either he's going to put the ball in play or he's going to be out. So strike one, strike two, strike three, or a one-two count. That's our goal for our pitchers. Something needs to happen within the first three pitches of the at-bat. Make them swing the bat. Um, uh, we will also, we want 13 pitches or less, so we chart that uh, per inning. Um, especially, uh, I'm sure most of the states have it now, but here in Texas we have a pitch count, so our guys cannot go over 110 pitches, which is awesome, I think, uh, especially at the high school level. Um, so we'll, we we definitely chart that stuff. So obviously we want to be in the game, as our starters to be in the game as long as possible. Um, so we chart those pitches and make sure that they know how important 13 pitches or less is. Um, we have, we have, we have uh, as well send, you know, have guys in the stands kind of seeing where everything's hidden, you know, velo wise, stuff like that. Um, where really, truly to me, for our guys, you know, I'm not really, I, of course I want my guys to throw mid nines. That'd be awesome. But, they don't. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we concentrate on, you know, throwing quality pitches and stuff like that. So I, I think biggest, uh, biggest things that we chart for our, our pitchers is probably, you know, the A3P part and uh, also the um, how many pitches or less. So uh, 13 pitches or less is our, is our goal. So we want that. And, and, and we'll allow, we'll have a big chart in the dugout on the wall where they can come in and, and immediately go look how did my inning go. And they'll sit down with our pitching coach, and this is what's working. This is what's not working. With our, you know, catcher will be there as well. Uh, I think that's a big part as well. It's just get that instant feedback as soon as you get back in the dugout. Um, for the A three P, you know, after three pitches, getting something to happen. Um, how do you? The guy struggle. Let's say the guy struggling with that. You got a guy struggling with A three P, just not consistent enough in the zone. Going to deep counts, like what do you do to get him um, to help his A three P? I think really the the biggest thing for for us to do is just tell him how confident we are in him mm. uh, that your stuff is working. You just got to put it in the zone, and I think the best thing is to make sure that he knows that we have his back. We're confident he can get it done. But I also think that one of the most important things with that is he has to know his defense is going to make a play behind him. If I'm going to let these kids put in a play, y'all got to make some plays back there. So I think for our defense to step it up a notch and, and to be able to, you know, make maybe make an ESPN play or and, and make sure we make 100. That's what we talk about all the time is we we have to make sure that we make 100 percent of the routine plays. We just, we just do. And, and I know as a pitcher growing up, uh, and I threw in college. Uh, when 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 my defense was hot behind me, I had no issues throwing strikes. Like it just there was a confidence about you. So um, we make sure that they they know that your job is to throw the pitch in that certain spot, and after that, your job's over. Now the ball's hit back at you. Of course, you got to make a play, but you you can't control anything after that ball leaves your hand. And so uh, they, I, I think the biggest part of that AP three is or A three P is. 
um, the confidence that they have in throwing those strikes. So we, we, we work a lot on our defense for that. And uh, I think that's probably the biggest part of it. Mm. Oh, that's great. That's a great answer. Um, I love the, just the mental approach to it all, you know, and getting guys to, to be, as Brian can, eight foot tall and bulletproof. <laughs> yeah, without a yeah. doubt. Yeah. They have to, pitchers have to have that confidence. Like, I, I'm the, I'm the, you know, I'm best ball player out here. They, they have to think that. They just have to. Uh, and if they don't, it, it, it may not work very well for them. But, and they don't have to be the best ball player out there. They just have to believe they are. Mm. What's a typical practice look like for you, Coach? So, uh, now that we're finally into our season, um, we I, I've been one that I, I just love – you know, I'll have my break during class or whatever um, or over my lunch period, and I'll top out our practice plan. I'll make sure all our coaches have it, make sure our managers have it, and our managers are in charge of kind of keeping us on time. But what we do is we'll we go out, um, <clears throat> get our team stretch in. Um, we go straight to the bands. I make We do bands every day with our Jager bands. I bought 60 pair of them for, you know, for even when we get to games. So we'll have about 20 kids on each team. So I got 60 pairs of bands. We'll take them to all the games. We, we do our bands religiously. I, I, I 100% wholeheartedly believe in those things for arm care uh, and arm strength to, uh, together. Um, we'll, then we do our shoulder complex uh, kind of work where, you know, you, you have your arms out, your, your hands up, kind of like your you know, a, a lack of a better way to explain it, like you're being a, like somebody's pointing a gun at you, so you got your hands up. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we take obvious. off walk. Yeah, we take off walk into center field, and like that, they touch the fence and they walk back. By the time they get back, those shoulders are burning, and they're they're so we we buy into the full, you know, you you warm up to throw, not throw to warm up. Like that's not we don't we don't throw to warm up. We warm up so we can then go throw. So we're we're burning. We're ready to go uh, after the bands and after the the W walks. Our shoulder complex. We're ready to go. So then I have uh, Brian Kane's book, The uh, Daily Dominator. Uh, have somebody different every day read off that Daily Dominator for that day. And then we discuss it. The guy that reads it, he explains it. And then we discuss it. We ask questions. Um, uh, I, I should fast forward. I should rewind. I'm sorry. Before that, we'll get our uh, little probably five-minute mental uh mental break is what we call it where we do our, our mental conditioning where we lay down and just, you know, we may walk through an at bat. We may walk through our defense. We may just say, all right, we're just going to be quiet for four minutes. Do not speak. Just lay there and soak it all in because those kids, they really do have a lot going on, you know, whether it be homework, whether they got a test the next day that they're worried about, or maybe they just failed the test that they're worried about or girlfriend is, you know, you know, send them some text that made them wonder what's going on. They got a lot going on. So we'll spend some minutes that, you know, let's just relax. Let's just clear our minds. Let's just get ready for baseball practice. So uh, we do that. Then our, our, our workout starts. Um, so anyway, when the daily dominator is done, uh, we'll go through what we're doing at practice that day and uh, we'll get going. So get our long toss in uh, today. We'll just go through today's. We, we, we had a big defensive day yesterday. So, Today we did a lot of fungo work with the infield and the outfield. 
but we didn't throw. We put it in a bucket um, when that was over. We did that for about 30 minutes or so, just ground ball after ground ball after ground ball after ground ball with our fungos. I'm going to be sore tomorrow, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then we went into uh, our BP session. So we got the machine out there, cranked it up a little bit, and got into our groups. We'll do a group uh, in the field shagging, obviously, but I want them playing it live in their position. We've got, we're lucky enough to have three covered cages. So we'll have a group in there getting some T work. Get, we have some focus bats, uh, which are uh, a long time ago, I think they were called Thunder Sticks. But I've got, a, there's a company here called SR Bats, which is right down the road from me. Tremendous uh, men that run that, that company. And they, they made some focus bats for me. So they're just basically really skinny baseball bats. And uh, they're wooden. They are tremendous. The kids love them. So we'll front toss with those um, for a little while in that in that cage. Uh, we also have the flat bats that I work, uh, talked about. Uh, we'll work with those. And then they also use their regular bats. So they'll go through each one of those three cages with using those uh, specific things. And then they're ready to come back on the field and hit live. So um, we, we – that that's and then we'll finish up about six o'clock um we'll we'll sprinkle in some base running uh every probably every two days every other day we'll do that before we start our our uh our jog i'm sorry before we start our uh, our long toss we'll get some base running in i like to do that before practice after practice obviously everybody's tired ready to go and and your uh your effort level is going to be a little bit less on the base pass so we'll do it early in the practice when we get our base running in. Um, and here before long, we'll, instead of, you know, maybe one day instead of base running, we'll get our PFP in, you know. Uh, so, anyway, that's what a regular, you know, a regular day looks like is we start with all that uh, warming up to throw and then uh, get into our individual work after that. I do want to hit every day. I want to make sure we swing the bat a little bit every day. You know, some of the pitchers we're going to face in our district are, uh, let's just say they're really they're, good. Uh, they're really good. Let's they're go really that. good. Uh, I know Southlake's got a kid going to Duke, and another kid going to LSU. And actually, that young man was offered uh, a scholarship to LSU uh, after his eighth grade year because mm. he went to one of their camps as a incoming ninth grader, throwing ninety one. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, so that'll, uh, that'll do it. Anyway, the arms we see in our district are are, wow. are legit. So I, I want to swing the bat a little bit, you know, every day at least. Well, that's bit. what you do often in the game. You, you know you're going to hit your bats. You know what I mean? Without a doubt. You, you got to um, win those two facets. I mean, you're going to throw the ball and you're going to hit the ball. Like, you know right, you're doing right. those things. And, and that's what, you know, we talk about that. We talk with our, our, our freshmen all the time. You're going to play catch a whole lot during this baseball game. So when we're out here with our catch play, it is not social hour. It is not gossip minute. It is time to work on your catch play. We have to be able to play catch because that's what the entire game of baseball is, playing catch. So uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's, it's, it's what you do, and it, it's what ever at every level needs to hear and reiterate the importance of catch play. Right. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. Just in your experience, so like, uh, what's a what's a what's a good BP session? Look, like? you kind of touched about the cages. So, like, what are you guys doing on field? So on the field, <clears throat> we we like to have uh, 
uh, we'll have we'll break them into rounds basically. Um, get you know six and get out kind of thing. So we'll break them into rounds. We'll have a uh, a hit and run round. Obviously, uh, well, we'll start with the bunt round, just so everybody's seeing the baseball well. We'll have a hit and run round, and we'll get people on the bases, you know, getting that that those reps in as well. Okay. Um, and then we'll have a hit behind the runner round. Maybe a guy at second, so we're gonna hit behind him, try to get him get him home with a base hit. Um, and then we'll have a we'll move the runner to third, and we'll have a scoring round. Whether that's a deep fly ball, whether that's a you know ball through the infield, your job is to get him to home plate. Uh, have that round. After that, it's uh we call it a fireworks show. You want to hit as hard as you can, see if you can't hit a home run. I, I like they enjoy that. They you know it, it they've they've gone through the the I guess less fancy part of the the of the uh, of the hitting with the hit behind the runner and the ground ball and this. So give them, give them a round to just, you know, get after it and see what they can do. Have fun. See how far you can hit it. So uh, they enjoy that a lot. Um, so we'll do that. We'll have a group um, on the on, at the plate doing all that. We'll have a group running the bases, getting those reps in. We'll have two groups probably in the field at their position, and then we'll break in a group in the cages as well. So um, I, think, I think situational stuff on the field is, is big time because – you know, there, there's going to be a time in a game somewhere where you're going to need uh, a guy to hit behind a runner at second base in the sixth inning to take the lead, uh, and, and they need to experience that before. For sure. Um, no, I, I agree. Um, when you, how do you group your groups? How do you group your BP groups? I, I want. I don't want all my seniors in the same group. I want. I want to kind of stretch them out. So I'll have. I want, you know, a couple of seniors in this one, a couple of juniors, maybe a sophomore, a couple of freshmen. I want those freshmen or those sophomores to see how the seniors work. So we tell the seniors, you know, you're people are watching you, whether you know it or not. These young guys, they hold you in high regards. You may not know their name, but I guarantee you they know your name and they're watching what you do. So I like to spread to spread them out. I don't want all my my seniors in the same group. I don't, I don't want all the varsity guys in the same, same group necessarily. Uh, there'll, there'll be a time for that later, but right now I want, I want a senior to be in each group. I want some juniors in each group. I want senior uh, sophomores and junior uh, freshmen. I want, I want a good balance in each group. So everybody can watch everybody else work and see how it's supposed to be done. Awesome. That's a, so will your freshman JV varsity, like, Will you guys practice all together, or is this just all? Um, our freshman group usually. So we're lucky enough; we're a block schedule, so I get to see them an hour and a half every day during class. Nice. So um, we usually, in the past, they'll get their practice in in an hour and a half, and then I get to see them the next day for an hour and a half, and the next day for an hour and a half. So there'll be times we'll ask some of them to come after school. And get some bullpens in, maybe, and get some, maybe maybe a couple guys get some ground balls in. Uh, usually, as a team, I won't bring them all back because right now we have one field. Um, our practice field uh, was demolished because they're building our indoor facility. Mm. So um, that's a pretty decent. I'll take that trade off right now. If, they, are, if they can get our indoor facility built, um, then that's going to be awesome. So uh, when it's raining or cold or whatever, we can go in there uh, and, and hit in the turf or indoors 
So um, right now our freshmen don't always come after school with us, but we're, we're able to get a lot of work with those freshmen during the middle of the day uh, with their, their class, their baseball class. So that's just so great. I mean, it's awesome. It's, I, it I, is I'm so nice. lucky because I'll mention it to buddies that coach in another state and you're like, they're, they're just, are you kidding me? You get a, You have a baseball class? Yeah. See them every day. So it, it's pretty cool. How far out? Like, so like, you know, like just, you, you know, you're going to see them every day. Like, mm-hmm. do you have like a curriculum? Like, do you set, are you like, how far out are you planned? Are you, is it just. just we game? try. Yeah, we try to, we'll have like, uh, like, I don't know, like check mark kind of things. Like by this time of the year, we want to be here. By this time of the year, we want to be here. So we'll we'll kind of have that planned out. Maybe not day by day by day by day, but we'll have uh, you know, with after the first six weeks of the year, this is where we want to be. Uh, by the second six weeks of the year of the school year, I mean, this is where we want to be. So we try to. Um, I know with those younger guys, we we try to do a lot of the fundamental stuff. And really, it probably needs to be with everybody, but especially the freshman guys, we'll talk fundamentals because the field has grown. By the time they get to be a freshman in high school, they're playing on 90-foot bases, and for our dead center field is 400 feet. Uh, the the gaps are 380, and the corners are 325. So mm. that field is enormous. So we really have to work a lot on our fundamentals, but we also have to work a lot on arm strength. So those outfielders, all of a sudden, third base got a really long ways away. So we work on tandem cuts and and our relays a lot with those younger guys. So anyway, to answer your question, we 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 don't necessarily have a calendar necessarily, but we do have like checkpoints throughout the year. Uh, we want to be here by the time Christmas gets here, um, and, and we we actually will hand out a throwing program. We'll take a break. I, I firmly believe that there needs to be a break somewhere late in the fall. Uh, we'll start our break probably first of October. I want to be on a break and give those guys, those arms do not pick up a baseball for six weeks. And then we'll spend seven weeks building it back up. But I firmly believe they need to take a break and, and stop throwing. We'll keep hitting. We'll keep, we'll keep taking ground balls and, and doing defensive work and, and our, our daily dime, or, um, I'm sorry, daily vitamins we talk about uh, with some of the uh, some of the infill work, but we're we're not going to throw it. Uh, let's take a break, let that arm rest, and then we'll spend some time building it back up. I like to spend a lot of time in the weight room too, especially with with high school kids. I don't think you can, I don't I don't think you can lift too much. I I know there was a long time ago there used to be a a deal with you know you don't want to get too big to play baseball. I don't think that's a thing. Uh, I think you can. I mean, you look on the big leagues. Some of those guys are pretty daggone big. Monsters. They're absolute yeah. monsters. Yes. So I even had a dad not too long ago. I don't even remember what I was doing, but he's like, "Yeah, I just don't want him to get too big." I just thought that's not a thing. <laughs> like, right. Nobody, nobody says that. So uh, anyway. Yeah, and I, I am kind of glad. Like, I, I think that all that's going away. Like, even even for people to like, you should be lifting during the season. Like this yes, is not yeah. a, this is not this. That's all that stuff's out the door. I know. Yeah, without I a doubt. Uh, I, I I before I started coaching a uh, collegiate summer ball, I would do summer camps at TCU. They would 
you know, host camps for the kids around the area. And so I would spend five weeks around TCU. Well, at the time I was doing that, they were going to College World Series. So <clears throat> I got to be good buddies with their volunteer assistant at the time, Zach Etheridge. So um, I was kind of helping him run the camps by the time, you know, I was two years into it. And I would ask him, hey, do you mind if I just hang around after camp and watch y'all practice? And he's like, heck no. So I got to know Coach Schlossnagel, Coach Moziello, Coach Sarlos, got to know those guys. And I would just hang around practice and watch them practice and watch them do their thing. And it, it was so awesome to do that. And uh, and I learned so much from those guys. But Zach Deacant is their, uh, one of their, you know, their uh, strength conditioning guys. They lift on game days. Like, yep. yeah, they get those muscles triggered and, and going and ready to go. And they lift and then they'll go play a game that night and everybody's ready to go. So uh, we messed around with that a couple of times as well. We'll lift a little bit right before the game. Uh, you know, I say right before, a couple hours before the game. I don't want to get them exhausted. We're not going to wear them out, but let's get the muscles uh, firing. And let's go see how you feel during the game. So, yeah, speaking of that, like, so, like, are are you planning all those things? Do you have a strength trainer? Like, or is that really No, we, I, I do that. I do that. We don't have a – our school does not have a strength and conditioning coach necessarily. So, each each sport is in charge of its own lifting program. Okay, because okay, more things that you just love to do and you love to Correct. learn. So yes. you're just yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> you took uh, movement over maxes and you just kind of met your own. That's right. That's right. And that's where <laughs> Twitter is awesome right now. You know, there's right. so much information out there on Twitter from extremely, you know, smart people, way smarter than I am. So you know that that's why I say you know I'm I'm I've I've branded myself as a lifelong learner because I want to learn that stuff. I want to be able to take it back to my team. And, and show it to my guys. So, you know, and I, I bought the uh, the book, Zach Deacon, you know, uh, wrote Max's, uh, I'm sorry, what is it? Movement over Max's and uh, how the movement that you're that they're doing in the weight room is more important than what their Max's are. Uh, of course, we want them to be strong and all that stuff, but are they doing the movements correctly to make sure that they're as best athlete as they can be? So what is your what's your weightlifting look like right now, like uh, during season? Like well, I guess you're building up preseason before you guys really get rolling. But what is it looking like? We'll right we'll try to we're gonna lift three days a week. So, always, always. Yeah, we're going to, we're gonna lift three days a week. So we'll we'll lift on Mondays. Uh, so here now that we're into the season, our our district ball games are gonna be Tuesday and Friday. So uh, we'll, we're gonna lift after practice on Monday. And it'll probably be a little bit lighter because we play on Tuesday. Um, Wednesday, we're going to lift pretty heavy because we don't play again till Friday. And then we're going to come up Saturday morning after the uh, after a Friday night game and lift. So okay. I, I definitely want us in there three days a week. And one of those is going to be – that Wednesday is going to be pretty heavy. We're going to try to get stronger. I, I want to continue to gain strength throughout the, throughout the season. And you've got – You've, seen, you've you've done this throughout, uh huh. Or is this a new new approach, or is this no? Thing? We've done this. We've done this for a few years. Okay, we've done it for a few years, and and we've been you know fairly uh, uh, um, lucky with injuries. We've been we haven't been very injury prone. Knock on wood, um, you know. And and I think the weight room, I think the bands uh, has has definitely helped that tremendously. 
one thing we've dabbled with last year, last year, tried to the year before or whenever, but COVID hit, we weren't able to do it. But maybe it was last year we got into some yoga and the kids loved it. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Like coach, can we go, can we do yoga today? Uh, and they just love it. Yeah. So actually I actually had somebody hired to come do it uh, for us, but that's when COVID hit. So then last year we just found some on YouTube, you know, you can find anything on YouTube, I guess. And, and had, had the person lead us through some yoga after we lifted and they loved it, you know? And I really think, I think a, a part of the game that or or a part of an athlete is being flexible uh, to avoid those injuries and to get stronger. Oh, absolutely. It's well, that I think it, you know, like you mentioned before, that's just the whole meant there's a whole mental side of that as well. Yeah, definitely. And I will tell you this, one of the most sore times I've ever been in my life was after a day of Pilates with Brian King. Oh I, yeah. I thought I was going to, die i could not move for a week i thought oh this could be easy and we got on those reformer beds that are have the springs and you do i thought i was gonna not make it like i've bit off more than i can chew but pilates man that's the real deal that's good stuff yeah it's jake arietta's deal right there yeah without a doubt yeah i think josh hamilton was big into it too when he was with the rangers I know oh, yeah? yeah i think so I'm so glad we got into weightlifting. That was super cool. Yeah. So glad. So like do you just take you just take your stuff like from like moving in maxes and kind of adapt it to what maybe you like you've had successes over the years? Like what are you really into? Yeah, that I mean, and it's it's a it, it's an ever evolving thing too, you know. Sure. Uh I, I think, like I said earlier, I think one of the biggest things is is Twitter. I mean, there there's obviously yeah crash out there but there you know if somebody puts something out there on twitter i i'm, I'm not afraid to like ah, i really let's give it a try you know yeah i, I, I mean what's the worst that can happen it, it no way maybe it doesn't work for our guys okay cool we tried it let's try something different so i really think you know uh you know you follow those guys on twitter and you, they put out those really tremendous videos and you're like hey let's do that let's give it a try and, and I, I think it's a lot of uh trial and error type thing and and don't be afraid to make an error. And, you know, it didn't work for our guys. That's fine. Let's move on. Let's try something different. And, yeah. yeah. It's funny you talk about that. I mean, because, like, that's 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 a lot of times where I'm like, you, the fear of missing out, you know, and you're, and you're trying all those things for the sake of, yeah, you're a learner. So, like, how, you know, being a learner, you know, when do you say no? Like right. that's, that's not for me or like, no, we're not going to do that. Like when have you had, when, in your experience, like when have you been able to say, yeah, I'm learning, but that's just not going to work here. I just don't, I'm not going to get on that train. You know, I'm not, I'm not positive. I have yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now there are some things that we just can't do because we don't have the facilities that that guy is doing that. You know what I mean? Sure. Force plates and things like that. Right. Right. And I know at ABCA, you know, we sit there and I'm one of those, I love being on the front row and I'm going to listen to that guy and I'm going to write down some stuff and I'm going to watch the videos later. And there's just stuff we can't do because we don't have the facilities or I don't have that kind of ball player. You know, a lot of this is kind of geared towards the college guys. So my guys, you know, my 
my best pitcher also plays left field, you know, that kind of thing. So, uh, uh, but for the most part, I, I don't think I've come across anything that like, I'm not doing that. Uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty open about, you know, I, I'm sure there has been maybe, but I just can't remember it, I guess, um, where I just, you know, just X something immediately. Um, sure. But. Uh, Not necessarily that we need to be like, be shut off. I'm just wondering, you know, like, I, I think I'm getting to the point too, where I'm like, you know, that's, that that's great. Uh, I think kind of like a butch says like you be you, yeah. you know, yeah. but like, you know, this is just kind of who I am kind of deal. Um, so I was just wondering, cause it's just, it's yeah. just a hard thing. Cause like, yeah, Twitter, Twitter will go make you, Oh, we're going to go try this new drill or we're going to go yeah. try this, this and this, you know, like, yeah. and, um, you know, but I think there's some things I've seen that just like, uh, I don't, I don't under, and, and maybe more of, I don't understand it. You know what I mean? Um, that maybe it wasn't taught very well. So I don't understand why they're doing that kind of thing. Okay. Um, maybe that's more towards uh, why I wouldn't use it. I, w- I want to make sure that my guys, that I know how to teach it first. And I can explain to my guys why we're doing it. But I also want them to be able to to feel it, to, to know, you know, there's some drills out there that you look like an absolute goofball. <laughs> but it, but it, it, it translates, you know, I learned – uh, I, I'm Tyler Gillum is, I love listening to that guy talk and, oh, uh, yeah. on his infield play and, and the Flamingo, you know, you stand with the one leg up for the infielders and you roll the ball to them and they, they, but it, but what it does is it creates that rhythm of fielding the ground ball and getting out of there and, and getting rid of it in two steps. So we, we use that all the time. I love it. They, you know, they look silly and the kids look at you like, really? But once they feel it and they understand why they're doing it, they buy in and they, they're good with it. Rocker steps, you know, same thing. So uh, uh, I, I think you just have to go into it. Everybody, all coaches should go into it with an open mind. And, and, and there is going to be times where you're like, eh, it's just, just, just not for, not for me. It's just not for us. I, I, and, and it could be a thing where I just don't understand why we would do it. Mm-hmm. So. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe they just don't understand yeah. why, the why and the purpose. Yeah. Oh man, this is great. I said, I want to full, go full circle, you know, go full circle, yeah. you know, yeah. like it's gonna be great. Um, it, it just, just, just kind of picking your brain on things. So, like, you know, you talk about Tyler Gillum and this and that, like, so, uh, bait. Okay, so base running, you said you like every other day doing base running. So, what mm-hmm. are you base running? What do you like doing base running wise? So, we'll do, uh, we're kind of breaking into so like one day we'll do um, our jumps from first. You know, I, I don't mind them trying the, you know, the, uh, you know, the vaulting lead or maybe the old school lead, and and, and all of them is not going to be for everybody. I want to make sure that my guys know, I uh, you're whatever's the most comfortable for you, that's going to allow you to swipe a bag when we need to, or or go first to third or whatever we need to do. So. Uh, I, I did learn that vaulting isn't for everybody. There's just guys that can't time it up. They just can't do it. But there's guys that are insanely good at it. Um, I had a guy uh, last summer in my pro team that the, the guy was just so good at it. And I would sit over there at third base just watching, and they weren't even close to throwing him out. And, and he was so good at the vaulting. So 
we'll we'll go through our vaults and we'll do some old school and we'll do some new school and we'll do and and the new thing with with coach Schiedinger that I saw on his deal uh the attacking the bases was you know the the one where I can't remember the name of it now but the the base runner basically has his chest pointed towards second base and his back towards first base and so he's already in a sprinter stance basically pointed towards second base when it's time to go he goes when he needs to get back, he literally comes into the bag running backwards. Uh, I cannot remember the name of it though, but uh, anyway, saw that and we'll work on our, our, uh, our leads a second. Uh, I like what coach Schiedinger does with that seven uh, steps across campus. Like you're walking to class, seven steps that puts us in a good spot right there. Um, we'll do, I like to do a little bit of back and forth with that. If the pitcher's looking at you, maybe lean back towards second or maybe give a half step. When he looks to the plate, we're gonna uh, we're gonna gain ground towards third base. Um, we'll do, you know, our our leads at third as well, and we stress how important it is that anytime the ball's in the air, uh, we're gonna tag. If we think that ball is about to hit a scoreboard, well, I want to watch it hit the scoreboard standing on third base. Don't take <laughs> anything for granted. Nice. We actually lost a ball game last year. We taught it. We taught it. We taught it. If you think that ball is gonna be out of the ballpark and hit that house over there. I want you to stand on the bag and watch it. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, ball gets hit to the gap. The runner thinks it's going to be down. He takes off, and the kid made a diving catch. And now we don't score, and we lost two to one. <sighs> so just you know, so we we hammer those little little uh, you know fundamentals in base running. Uh, we talk about tight turns. Uh, I like my guys. I. You know, you always hear when 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 little little kiddos are playing. I go watch my nephew play when he was growing up. Hey, watch the ball, or no, I'm sorry, don't watch the ball when you're running to the bag. Well, mm. I don't think you need to watch it. Like you need to see where it's at. So I tell my guys, if you're on first base and the ball is hit in front of you and you can see it, you're the one that determines if you're coming to third or not. Um, you know, the only time you're not if it's hit behind you in the right field corner, then take a peek at the third base coach. But I want you to have that autonomy to. You know, if you see that guy take a bobble and you know you can take it, go. Um, I, I want you to have that. I want you to watch where that ball is going. I want, you know, the base runner, uh, I, I want him to see where that ball is going. And if it's in front of him and you think you can take another bag, go. Uh, I want him to be aggressive on the base pass. So we talk about that. We talk about, um, you know, uh, pickoffs and stuff like that. I want to make sure everything's covered that could possibly be done on the base pass. Uh, but we'll we'll chop it up. We'll. We'll really, really stick to first base one day. And the next day, maybe all about second base. And the next day, maybe all about third base. Uh, we'll get some base running in as well. Um, you, just, you just can't cover that stuff too much. And you said you do that typically during your VP sessions, correct? Yes, sir. We'll we'll teach it. both. Like I may do a deal where, all right, I want all my outfielders on the bags, and I want my infielders warming up. Y'all go throw. So we'll teach all the outfielders, right, at first base. This is like at the very beginning of practice. We'll teach all the outfielders. And then after a certain amount of time, okay, outfielders, y'all go warm up. Send me the infielders. Infielders are coming. We'll reteach it to all the infielders. That way I don't have 45 kids standing around while I'm trying to teach it. I've got 20. And then the next group comes, I got 20. So they can we'll do it, it that out way. faster. 
Right, without a doubt, and and they get more reps that way, and then we'll see, we'll we'll do it live on the on the field during BP, okay, as well later. Okay. Okay, that's good to know. That's good. We'll take that in there. I like him thinking too. I heard it. I don't remember who I heard it from, but <clears throat> grass, dirt, grass. You know, the ball hits the infield grass, and it hits the dirt, and it hits the outfield grass. You should be first to third. That should be a two base. You know, um, if the ball's first hits the dirt and then the grass, but the outfielder has to go side to side to get it into a gap or towards the line, that needs to be two base. So that's some little thing that those base runners can see and know that I've got a chance to go two bases right here because that ball hit the grass first. Then, uh, then I need to I need to be ready to go. And and my one of my assistants is very very good at saying. When you're coming around second base, that coach better have a dang good stop sign because your mentality needs to be, I'm coming, unless you're going to stop me. You don't need to be looking for a go sign. You need to be looking for a stop sign. So, right. Yeah, we, we are, especially second, you know, if you're make on second. Make me stop and, you. Make me yeah, stop without you. without a doubt. Without a doubt. Don't don't make me make you go. My job is to stop you. Your, stop, right. your job is to go score. So we, we teach that. Be, we we want to be extremely aggressive. Uh, you know, you know the old saying, "pressure burst pipes." So we want to be, we want to put pressure on a pitcher. Sometimes that makes the ball stay over in the middle of the plate, and allows our hitter to square it up. Fantastic. So, coach, as uh, just wrapping things up here, because good lord, we're here at two hours. Um, <laughs> Love this it. is wild. Um, I honestly like, and I haven't, I haven't asked this, and I guess it's just with how much of everything we've kind of talked about. And as much as you are a learner, it's is pretty of a challenging. It's pretty challenging. It's it's like a kind of a game. Um, think of one thing. You know, we, we we typically go to convention. We typically go to learn things to try and basically say the same thing. Different ways, mm-hmm. right? Right. Can you think of a way? All right, in your experience, this is, this is a good one. What's what like one area where like it's it, you can say it, you can say it multiple ways to help a kid. One area that I could say multiple ways to help a kid. Yeah, like you said, like we we basically go, we basically go to like a convention. We're just trying to learn to right. not necessarily learn new things, but learn. Let's say how I can teach this multiple ways to kids, or like they could learn it several ways to kids. So I'm just like I'm just kind of curious because you know you just have this you know you can face running that, 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 like we can go through we can get, go with all those things like so like what's one area maybe that you have that you could say I could teach you to get your hands out mm-hmm. you know multiple ways <clears throat> I think ah oh, that's a good question that's a great question. Um, I think being stay back, you know, how do you you teach people to stay back? How do you teach people to get their hands out? You know, like what are some multiple ways that we could, you know, do that when you see whether they throw strikes, you know, whatever. whatever. Um, I I think, you know, if we're talking about hitting, I think that could probably be, like you said, you keep your hands back. I I think there there's different, I think what helps me and, and a lot of, high school coaches, we're in the classroom a lot. So I teach U.S. history to juniors. 
I have to think of different ways to teach all those kids because not all those kids are going to learn the same way. So, you know, you got a kinesthetic learner, you got a visual learner, you got this, you got this. So I have to think of different ways to teach Pearl Harbor to 30 different kids in that classroom. And some of them don't learn the same way. So I think that helps me in the cages. It helps me on the field and all that. So, you know, with, with, with the hands back, you know, well, you know, we're going to, I want you to see how far you can hit this ball to the right field gap uh, or the right field. So you give them a, give them a, a, a goal, but also then, okay, I want you to take this little short bat and I want you to try to hit it, you know, here. I, I just think giving them a goal uh, is one of the most important things to do um, to allow them to be successful. You know what I mean? They have something to strive for. So, man, but that's a dang good question. That's, that's pretty, uh, that's good stuff. I, I think, even fielding wise, you know, okay, we're going to, you're going to make a triangle with your feet and your hand and your glove. Let's yeah. make a triangle. Well, some of them don't understand that. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to be here and, and you're going to, I want you to reach out as far as you can with your glove and still leave it on the ground. Okay, good. Uh, so now, okay. You don't understand that. Okay. So let's, uh, let's get on your knees. Let's get on your knees. And I want you to reach way out there and reach that. I'm going to put a ball out there and I want you to reach it with your glove. Okay. Now that's what it needs to look like when you fill the baseball. So, I think, like you said, with your hands out, okay, let's, that's, that's several ways right there. You just got to find what each kid does and, and, or, or how they learn the best and, and how it's going to click. My daughter plays softball at the high school I'm at, and she's an extremely black and white learner. Like, she is, I'm going to go out and say, she ain't very good at, at, uh, at uh, reading between the lines. Like, you got to tell her exactly <laughs> what she needs. So, there, there's kids like that out there. So, and, and what's funny too is uh, when we were just doing our tandem cuts the other day with some of the freshmen and they're running all over the place. Like guys, slow down. Let's do this slow at first and let's get there. So we'll, we'll just set a ball in the gap and make the guy go run and get it. And then we'll put cones where they need to be so they can kind of feel what that distance is between the second baseman and the shortstop with the tandem cut and where they need to throw. I will tell you this, the hardest thing in the world for to teach my high schoolers right now is to throw a long hop in the third base. They all want to show mm. off their arm and throw it right to that third baseman, and then you get the short hop that ends up in the dugout, and that run goes score. So in practice, we make them, because we've been screaming it and screaming it, go watch pro ball, and they're long hopping it in the third base. Go watch this, and they're long hopping it here. And they're long hopping into the plate. It makes it so much easier for the third baseman or the catcher that's got to catch that long hop and put the tag down rather than you short hopping them. Now they got to pick it and put the tag down. makes it extremely difficult. So we'll have practice where every outfielder gets a ball and they go to center field and it's a mandatory long hop into the third base. Nice. And then if they can't visualize it, okay, let's put a bucket lid out there. Hit the bucket lid. Yeah, right. put your hat down. Correct. Put your hat down. You hit that, boom, hit near it, and see what it did. It just long hopped into third base. So um, it's just like pulling teeth. But you got to think of different ways to teach it. Like you said, you just got to. So uh, I think you got to be able to do that. And, and what's what's difficult is doing that with the mental game. Uh, Ooh, kind of teaching yeah. different kids different ways to embrace the mental game and how to get it done. Well, I think like what you said too earlier, like, and I didn't think about that as like video, like here's yeah. some video on this guy. Without a doubt. Um, there was one, uh, 
I, and I showed him not too long ago, Aaron Judge playing right field, a ball's hit to the wall, and he, I don't want to say jogged. I mean, he's a professional ball player. He got to the ball, but he did it under control. And he got up, and the guy rounded first, and he saw him and just long hopped it right into the bag. Bam, he's out a second. So, like, if Aaron Good Judge can do it, surely we can do it, right? I mean, like, buy in. Let's go. <laughs> I think video showing their idols, the guys they want to mimic and want to be like, showing those guys do it may be better than, you know, Coach Watson trying to tell you to do it. Mm, sure. So, anyway. Well, um, let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. We're, we've been okay. here over two hours, so I'm just like wrap up. Is, is there anything, any kind of advice, anything you want to let guys know that we maybe haven't covered that you just die in need that you like? <clears throat> um, not necessarily, really. Um, you know, we just got done with, you know, kind of our tryouts a little bit and trying to place people on teams. Um. I just think allowing these kids to grow into their bodies before you make too many big decisions on whether to cut somebody or uh, I'm big on, Hey man, you didn't make the team necessarily right now. And I have a Jersey for you, but I want you to stay with us. I want you to practice. I want you to keep working with us. I want you to be in the weight room with us and go through all our practices um, because I think you can get there. I think that, you know, speaks volumes to a kid. Uh, about how important they are and 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 you know i just think we've had kids they show up the next year and they've grown four inches and put on 12 pounds 15 pounds and you're like holy cow you got to figure it out so all these kids they uh high school kids uh they they grow at different times they mature at different times they they thicken up and 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 figure it out at different times so uh, it's good to stick with them as long as possible and and show them that you care and and uh you know, because a lot of what they're going to learn uh, from you on the baseball field, uh, they're going to take with them after after baseball is over and uh, hopefully teach to their kids one day. And, uh, I, I, you know, I've heard it over and over again that, and I believe it 100%. My, I want to be invited to as many weddings as possible. Um, I want, I want to, uh, when, my, when my guys are gone and they've grown up and, I want to get that wedding invitation because that means I meant something to them and, uh, and they learned something from me. So I think that's, that overshadows uh, a lot of what we can talk about when it comes to stuff on the ball field is what did they learn from you that they can take afterwards? Coach Kyle Watson, just killing it. I just got to thank him again for just a great conversation. I mean, we, we just get baseball talk, uh, a ton of stuff from, just his journey to Brian Kane, how he does his schedule, what the weight room looks like, camps, summer baseball, A3P is charts that he's doing. Um, you know, we're, we're huge fans of, of after three pitches. We're both on the same page with that. Um, I just love how he talks more about the mental side of thing and the approach stuff of stuff. Um, and, and getting guys in the, in the process. So, like, you know, just with the, with the fact of how do you get a guy better with A3P? Well, we're, first of all, we're going to talk about his confidence. But first of all, we're going to talk about, like, how much we have confidence in him and, and how good our defense is. Like, just get him in the right frame of mind. Like, let's get you right here, number one checkbox, mentality. 
You got to get your mind right. Get your mind right. We're going to love on you. We're going to make sure you have the right stuff to be able to compete and compete at a high level. Then we're going to back up and go from there. So I love how he checks that box first. Um, you know, the, just the, the daily stuff with his men, uh, with his practice planning. Um, are you getting your arm care in? Totally on the same page with that. Like, I'm an arm care guy. For sure, are we getting our arms prepared to throw? Are we warming up to throw, not throwing to warm up? Totally on the same boat there. Uh, love that stuff. Uh, love how he's lifting all year round. Love how he's lifting and um, you know, really getting down and dirty with that and being being the guy for that. So just um, a, a lot of great things and just just stopping at where we were. Again, if you're not following him, I know I didn't get a chance to ask that too because I, I just loved how it ended. I loved how he talked about you know showing that you care getting invited to the weddings, uh, just, just how much he's pouring into players and, and, and wanting those things. So, uh, but again, if you're not following him, follow him on Twitter at Kyle Watson underscore 22. Email is WatsonKyle09 at yahoo.com. He said email him. He's happy to help out wherever he can. And he told me to give out a cell phone, um, following Tyler Gillum's lead. And we talked about that 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 cool story with him and Tyler Gillum. That's really cool. So he wanted me to definitely for sure give out his cell phone at 903-522-2693 if you want to touch base with him and talk some baseball. So um, fortunate to do that. I know it's not going to be the last conversation we had. It was a lot of fun. And uh, look forward to the next one, Coach. So all you guys, appreciate you hanging out with us. I know this is a long one. Uh, but, you know, like I said, it was just a lot of great baseball talk and um, really, really – had a fun with it. So thanks for holding on. Until next week, keep getting better.